Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. We are on the Lipstick Attitude on Monday morning again. My name is Dr. Elizabeth King, and my co-host is Yvonne Haas. And today we have a very special guest, Jennifer Pratt. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to talk with you. Done. <laughs> my gosh. It's, it takes this, this to, to see you, really? <laughs> oh lord here we go no no i'm super excited to be here with you ladies you know i love you both very much and i support everything you guys do so we talked about it and i'm here and Thank look you. we've been in quarantine it's been like almost the end of the world okay I know. <laughs> we're, slowly, we're slowly getting back i think to normal so that's pretty exciting and this is oh, the this show no drama in this show. It was almost the end of the world. But there's no drama on this show, like ever. <laughs> Good morning, Yvonne. How are you? I am fabulous. Good morning, everybody. Super happy to see you, Jen. Good morning. Likewise. Yes, we didn't have to bribe her that much. We just had to ask. She always, she always comes through, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, everybody is bright-eyed, bushy-tailed this morning. We have a very important topic. Well, all of our shows are so, so important because we're here to give you life hacks and tips on how to live a successful life. And today's uh, topic is going to be tips and strategies for women thinking about getting a divorce. And I know a lot of you, especially during COVID, unfortunately, are facing the situation. So Mm -hmm. we really want to dive in in a few minutes, but um, I just, I, I am so thrilled to have Jen, and I know that Yvonne's going to do a bio, but just from the bottom of my heart, she is a very special person in, in my life, so, so thrilled to have you, Jen. Yvonne, thank you, you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I don't want to spend too much time uh, taking away from Jen's topic, so let's go ahead and get going with this. All right, awesome. So Jennifer C. Pratt Esquire is a partner with Prada Law, a full service law firm with offices in Doral, Midtown, Miami. And I'm going to let you say this because I do not have the beautiful Spanish accent. And to me, it looks like Medellin, but I know it's not. That's a double L, there's a J, so Medellin. Medellin, Colombia. See, so much prettier. I know. I come from Miami. They should give me an accent. It should come with just being born there. I feel so cheated. So Mrs. Pratt focuses on several areas of law, but one of her favorites is family law, which of course includes divorce, children's issues, dependency matters, and so much more. And just as a side note, Jen has been an integral part of growing our SSL movement. She was the president 
of our Miami community. She is one of those sassy ladies that every time we ask, response always, yes, I will do it. I will be there. She is truly the epitome of what it means to be very sassy. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Honored yeah, to be here. Absolutely. So um, right to it. So what are some common mistakes women make in a marriage that you see, Jen, really hurts them in a divorce? You know, one of the things that women do during the, the marriage that really hurts them is just not knowing things, right? Um, I think especially right now with a lot of women, um, myself included, right? Uh, didn't want to take the last name. I'm independent. I have my own money. I got married a little older. I got married, you know, well over 30. I uh, had my own bank account. I already had my home. I had my things. You, you tend to not want to ask questions of your partner because you want to continue to give this facade that you're very independent and um, I think that's actually a huge mistake I think that one of the things you should do early on in the marriage and if you haven't done it yet then do it now and if you're in that great of a marriage it should not be a big deal it should it should be a, a, a normal conversation we should normalize to know what our assets are what our liabilities are I mean I was very forward with my husband from day one like I owe a lot of student loans are you ready to marry me <laughs> you know I, I owe this I owe that and and I have a credit card spending problem are you going to be okay with this and you know just all sorts of conversations that you want to have early on but if you didn't have them then have them now in the marriage um but aside from not knowing also is women that tend to commingle um then I see this both men and women but commingle their non-marital assets into the marriage. So for example, I get married, I already have my own home, it's in my name only, whether it's a home, a condo, whatever you own, it may be in another country, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden I add my husband to the title. I think that's a very sweet gesture, but why are you doing this? It's your non-marital assets, keep it non-marital. Um, also, you get an inheritance. Inheritance in the state of Florida is not money that your spouse can, can get upon a divorce. However, if you commingle it, the minute you grab that money and you put it into the marital bank account or you use it, you invest it into marital assets, for example, renovating the marital home, it's now a marital asset that you're not going to get back at the time of the divorce. So a lot of commingling and a lot of lack of knowledge is, is what I would say is some of the worst things I've seen. And then for professional women, uh, just not sort of having your, 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 assets that, that you did engage in marital, you know, during the marriage, protected. And by that, I mean, not having a prenuptial agreement. And I know, I know there's nothing sexy or romantic about a <laughs> prenuptial agreement. But and, and I'll tell you, my mom, I come from a very traditional Latin family. And, and she was very sad to know that my husband and I were discussing a prenup. She thought that, oh, you're already talking about breaking up. Yes, we are. Because what better moment to discuss breaking up and who's going to get what and who's going to do this and who's going to do that, our duties and obligations, than right at the beginning when we're very in love and there is no drama and everyone's happy. And it's the same way if you were to enter into a business partnership. When you enter into a business partnership, one of the first things you do is that partnership operating agreement where your duties, rights, obligations are all outlined, including how you're going to break up this partnership one day. Why are we not doing this in our marriages? It, it, it's important. And as my husband calls it, he calls it uh, divorce insurance. 
<laughs> so it's important. And I know there's nothing romantic. And for those ladies that are listening to us that um, maybe they're already married, you can always do a post-nuptial agreement. They're just as valid here in the state of Florida. And what it means is we're already married, but we've decided that we want to outline our rights, our duties, and what we own and don't own right now. Also, if you're thinking about separating, you're not ready to get divorced, but you're ready to separate, you can also do a separation agreement, also valid in the state of Florida. Some states, they're not. And um, and you'll be able to also discuss what, what each person takes. And at the end of the day, when you do these things, you're minimizing litigation, attorney fees, and really on an emotional roller coaster where you're now allowing, uh, you know, people you don't know or you're getting to know, aka the lawyers, and then a judge, someone you really don't know, decide your life. So this is a way to take a little bit of control. So, you know, you said some very important points there, Jen. I, I want to go back on, on a couple of things. Number one, that tough conversation that you shared, how do you even approach that, right? It, let's say you, you're dating someone, you just got engaged, you think this is forever, but you're saying you need to have this conversation. How do you even approach that? You know, when it was my husband and I, it was easy because he's a family lawyer and, and I'm an attorney. So it was just like natural, right? But for most of us that are not lawyers and maybe we'd have no lawyer friends, no lawyer relatives, like, right. I would say, and I'm not trying to be funny here, but I would just blame it on the lawyer. Like somehow, some way, blame it on us. We're always the bad guy. And that's fine. You can say, <laughs> I was watching, I was watching this wonderful podcast and this attorney was on there and she kind of sounded like she knew what she was talking about. And <laughs> I'd like to explore, I'd like to explore this in my, and look, I think at the end of the day, when you sell it to the, and I, and yes, you kind of do have to sell it perhaps, because I get it. It's a sensitive topic, but I think the way, one of the ways you sell it is, is this isn't just about me. It's also about you. It's going to protect your assets. It's going to protect your money as well. And we're going to have a, a very clear, um, you know, definition of what's going to happen in this relationship monetarily or not. But yeah, I mean, it's a tough conversation. If that doesn't work, maybe after a couple of tequilas, <laughs> get, get him get him when get him when he's most soft i mean it, it's it's a tough conversation i get it and it could go bad and i've heard of and look be and, and and buyer beware right i have heard of relationships that when this was brought up the the honeymoon stage literally was over and they broke up and they never ended up getting married and so it does come with a with a you know, with a disclaimer that this could go wrong. Um, but I think Gosh, that it's- you need to know that ahead of time. If, if exactly. Yeah, see it as a warning. That, then your relationship is probably not that strong to withstand the tough stuff, which is coming your way. You know, I, I think that's a, that's a flag for me. If somebody said, I don't want to talk about it. You know, and the research shows that people would rather talk about venereal diseases instead of talking about financial uh, mm -hmm. issues and their circumstances. It's, it's not easy. Isn't that it's crazy? It's not easy. Yeah, no, there are couples, couples who have been married a long time who have actually never discussed money and their relationship. And when you bring it up in session, oh, well, he handles that or she handles that and there's no discussion. So even people who have been married for a long time have a really hard time discussing financial matters. Well, I have to tell you, you know, I'm in a new relationship, as you all know, and, and it, it is a very difficult conversation because, you know, I was married for 25 years and 
everything was on the table. We all knew, you know, we both grew up together basically. And we, we built our, you know, our financial uh, situation together, but then you're in a new relationship and now, you know, I'm an adult and I'm, a, you know, already a successful person. And now you really have to have that conversation even before you're, you're even thinking about the marriage part, because if you're mm -hmm. going to commingle or you're going to live together, right, you need to start having those conversations is what I'm hearing you say, John. So yeah. let me ask you this. So now you haven't had that conversation. Uh, you went ahead and got married. Uh, things are not going well and you feel like you want a divorce. How do you start that process so it doesn't get ugly? Yeah, I mean, well, look, unfortunately, some divorces are just going to be ugly. People are hurt and, and they're emotional. And I've seen it, it gets worse when people are either older or they have children. And what I mean by that is I've actually been involved in a couple of divorces where the women were older than the men, significantly, either 10, 15 years older than the men. And then they were married very young. And now that the woman is older, for example, right now, I have a 51-year-old with a 61-year-old. Didn't feel so bad when, you know, he was 30 and she was 40. But now that he's 50 and she's 60, he's feeling it. And now he's divorcing. And it, and it gets ugly and emotional because... Obviously, she feels like, wow, you're leaving me, you know, and I'm older now and you're still a young 50 year old guy and you can still find someone else. So emotions are going to get the best of it. But I would say that one of the best ways to, to for it not to get ugly is to think with your pocket. You have got to think with your pocket. You have got to think with your mind and you've got to think that none of these things that we're going to be talking about today are cheap. None of it. It's all expensive. You know, even a decent attorney, and I, you know, is going to run you two fifty, three hundred an hour, a minimum. Some of the best uh, family law attorneys in the state, those that are certified, um, that they're certified, board certified, are going to run you anywhere between you know five hundred, five fifty. You know, I've, there's some attorneys in Miami that are charging six hundred, seven hundred. Those are very high asset. You know, they're probably representing artists, but still. My point is that this can get very expensive. Um, most attorneys will ask for, you know, $5,000, $7,500 retainer. That's just the start. And then plus cost. Every time there's a deposition, every time there's a request for records, you've got to serve them. You need the court reporter. You need the transcripts. Every hearing, you're going to need a court reporter. I mean, it can get very expensive. So I think one of the ways, for me at least, that I wouldn't ever let it get ugly is I just look at that checkbook and I'm like, huh. No, I'm going to take control of this. And, and it's very weird because I'm an attorney. This is my business. And yet I encourage people every day not to give me this business. Please, let's try to work this out. Let's try to do what's called collaborative family law, mm -hmm. which um, you ladies have probably heard about. It's where you get a bunch of, um, you know, uh, a bunch of professionals, whether it's accountants, therapists, counselors, and you put us all together and we try to draw up the best marital settlement agreement, especially if there's kids you consider the best interest of the children. But for me, Dr. King, to answer that question, I mean, look, at the end of the day, things are gonna get ugly, especially when there's marital affairs, especially when you find out things like, for example, where I'm handling a divorce right now where the woman find out, found out um, that her husband is actually bisexual and he sleeps with trans women. And the reason she found this out is because the, and this is, this is a, a word of advice for everyone out there, that iCloud, 
that is the devil. Be careful with that iCloud thing. I don't usually use it. I don't even know how to use it. But the, the, the child, they have a child in common under 10 years old, has like an iPad or some sort of pad and it's connected to the iCloud of the father. Oh and let's just say in very inappropriate photos and videos were somehow streamed on the child's pad. The mother caught it right away. Thank God she was nearby, but then she saw it. And then now we're getting it. And so that's one that it doesn't matter how many conversations I have with her about money. She's hurt, right? And she's incredibly hurt. And she's hurt that her, that her child had to see this and, and all this. So um, it's difficult. But I would say, a, maybe, oh, you know, another advice, seriously, that has helped a lot of my clients is counseling. Going to counseling during the divorce process as well, not just before and not just after, but even during, because it it helps to minimize the anger, the emotions, and hopefully put you back on track to think about the end game, which in any divorce should really be get in and get out as soon as possible. Don't let this drag out because it's not healthy and it's not cost effective. Yeah, I've had many uh, attorneys, I'm sure you have too, Dr. King, who have sent a client to you with the message, please get this client court ready, you know, so that she, it's usually women that they're sending me saying that, so that when she gets into the courtroom, however it's done, you know, back then in person, now maybe virtually, that she's, she does, she's not just a mess while she's there, or she doesn't just give in and say, fine, let him have whatever he wants when she knows that that's not really what she wants to have happen. Yes. That's really interesting because I have had cases like that where the woman was put on the stand. I represented this particular woman. This was about three years ago and it, it was an extramarital affair. She had been with, the, to, with her husband since she was like 17. So this is like the only man she's ever been with. She's now in her early forties. This guy's leaving her for literally a woman that he met on a work trip more on that later um those are sometimes dangerous too guys uh so and 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 she was very hurt and we put her on the stand and i prepped her as much as i could but i could never have been prepared for the emotion that came out on that stand i back then we were still in person and it, it was a mess it didn't go well it didn't go well for her because she just cried and just wanted to throw herself on and she thought that that's what was going to win the day but it's oftentimes that's not what judges are interested in. And they're, by the way, um, so extramarital affairs in Florida are completely irrelevant uh, yeah. to a divorce. A lot of people get very consumed by the extramarital affair. And the only way it becomes relevant, ladies, and listen up, because if this is the case, then we do have a claim, what's called uh, dissipation of marital funds. Right. So the only way it becomes relevant is if your husband or spouse is taking uh, this new affair or affairs, right? Multiple women or multiple people, whatever it is, and spending the marital assets, uh, the marital money, uh, for example, the presidential suite, uh, you know, in Las Vegas, uh, you know, $10,000 where clearly you were not there. So what is this about? And so sometimes you can get credit back for that. Um, and, and depending on the situation, if you have a spouse that dissipated a lot of money, and we have had that where, I mean, it's so obvious, the transfer, they're, they're, as soon as they realize they're getting hit with the divorce, they're just like, transfer, transfer, transfer. Um, we could get all that clawed back and clawed back and, and put as a credit back into the marital estate. But uh, yeah, emotions run really high. And that's my number one advice, by the way, to anyone thinking about getting a divorce or in a divorce right now is to try their best to put emotions to the side and think with your brain. 
Is there anything else you want to make sure that our listeners get from your message today? Um, real quick, there's the peace acronym, peace like love, peace and happiness. I think that that's just the, the basic foundation of any divorce. This is how the judges are going to analyze your case. And so peace stands for parenting, everything. So the kids go first, always in any divorce, if there are kids. Uh, parenting means the time sharing, who's going to get what, how many nights a, uh, a year out of the 365, who's going to have parental responsibility, who's going to have parental decision making. Uh, you know, it's, it's when you're together, you don't think so much about these things. But as soon as you're not, Things like, should the child be able to get a tattoo? I mean, should the child go to X school? Should the child be allowed to go to overnight camp? All these decisions, are they going to be mutually made or not? E stands for equitable distribution. So we're talking about the good and the bad. So often people think, I'm going to take him for half of his, you know, half of his money. Well, you don't just distribute or, or, or equal out the good. You also the debt. So student mm -hmm. loans, credit card debt, mortgages, cars, all that also has to get cut in the middle or at least uh, equitably divided at the time of the divorce. Then you have A, which is alimony. So believe it or not, we, we think about alimony even before child support because alimony gets put in as part of your gross income. So it gets calculated to then determine C, child support. And for those ladies wondering if they have an alimony claim, everyone always likes to throw the A word around. It's not actually that easy. Um, it's not that simple, I should say. Uh, you, you have one to uh, seven years. Those are short-term marriages. There's no presumption of, of alimony in those, in those marriages. Um, and then it's like seven to like 16. Those are mid-range, uh, moderate. You can you know, depending on the facts, you can go for alimony there. And then 17 years or more, uh, there's actually a, a rebuttable, but there is a presumption, rebuttable presumption that you can get up to permanent alimony. And permanent alimony means your spouse will be paying alimony until at least their age of retirement. So you can imagine with these older cases, and we are seeing, by the way, more and more people get divorced in their 60s that have been married, you know, 20, 30 years, uh, but they're about to... Uh, retire in a couple of years so the permanent alimony it's not you know it's going to be a component in the divorce but not the same as if we were divorcing 30 year olds or 40 year olds that you know could still be working presumably for the next 20 25 years and then finally um see child support the court will consider child support um a lot of people especially latin people they they if they're getting married a divorce uh, amicably they think oh well, i don't want him to pay me child support i it's waived i i don't need anything from him Ladies, this is not an option. The child support is for your children and the court will not divorce you without child support guidelines attached to your divorce. And you might think everything's okay right now, but what about in five years? What about in three years? Don't shortchange your child. Even if you never ask him for that money, have that order put in place at the time of the divorce. You just never know. And finally, E, that means everything else, like attorney fees, um, that's usually a very uh, hotly contested area is who is going to pay for the fees. Mm. So uh, let me ask you about that. So you mean you both share on the legal costs of the divorce? So Florida and, and actually Broward County, because they're fourth DCA and Miami is third DCA, there's a slight difference in the language of the case law. But basically, whoever is in the superior position, it could be the one that has to pay the fees. So no, for example, I have some women that come to my office that they're, you know, they're, they're obvious, it's obvious that they don't make 
uh, anywhere near what their spouse makes, whether it's, you know, uh, usually I want to say it's over a 50% difference. So if I make 50,000, my husband makes 150,000. In that situation, it's almost clear cut. My husband's going to pay the fees. It's pretty much clear cut. When so, it gets a little trickier, it's like 80 and, and 40. Let, let me stop you for a second, Jen. I just want to go back on that. But that means that he would have to pay for my attorney's fee if I'm making 50% less? Well, there's no secret magic formula, but that example I gave you, yes. So if, if you have a, it's, it's a clear and superior, uh, he is in a clear and superior position to pay your fees, uh, or you are. And for us professional ladies, we may end up being the ones. I've got a woman right now that they got a divorce and they're getting a divorce. And she's the one with the, you know, very, very big salary. She's got the huge four. That's another thing that gets taken into consideration too. your assets. She has a huge 401k um, that she's been, you know, developed, uh, raising or, you know, nourishing for many years. And he has nothing. He literally compared to her has nothing. And uh, yeah, she, she is going to for sure pay his fees. So it's not just men that end up paying fees. If you're in the superior financial position, you're going to very likely pay fees and costs. And how is that an incentive then? You want to speed this up because you're then paying your attorneys plus the other side's attorneys. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to point that out uh, a, a little bit more concisely because I know that I have uh, a lot of women coming to me that are not making the money and that will stay in a, in a failed marriage because they fear going to an attorney and not having the money. So I wanted to really hone in on that point because that's very interesting. Uh, very good point. And I'll tell you, at our office, if we'll make an, an analysis, we'll take a look at the financial information. And that's why it is important if you're one of these women to know that financial information, because you can come to my office and you can say, I don't really have money to hire you. Um, maybe I'll take a super nominal, super nominal, like, I mean, just for purposes of contract consideration, right? But like a super nominal retainer. Um, and, and we've done it. We'll take the case. I mean, literally 500 bucks. Sure. Whatever you've got, let's sign you up. But they're able to show us that the husband or the spouse, it could be, a, it could be another woman in these days, it, it, it men or women, but that their other spouse, that their spouse has a, you know, a way to pay. They make very good money. Maybe they'll bring the taxes. They'll say, look, this is what my husband made last year. Okay, we're taking the case, nominal retainer. Um, and we know we're, we feel very confident. And look, it's a risk. It's a gamble, right? Maybe we go to court and the, the judge disagrees with us, but very rare. I mean, this is, this is in the statute. I mean, it's, it's statutorily. And one of the reasons, Dr. King, that this exists, and it makes sense, the legislator actually made sense on this one, is that they want everyone, they want both parties and an even playing field. And what they don't want is this poor woman who doesn't have any money that, you know, she barely can afford legal aid. And yet her husband has you know, top-notch, Dwayne Wade, superstar attorneys, um, the, the legislator is not going to go for that. So they will, at minimum, make uh, the other party pay at least, I've seen cases where at least we get the same retainer they paid. So if he, oh, he paid a $10,000 retainer, then your wife deserves a $10,000 retainer too. Every case is different, I will say that, but certainly it's worth analyzing. And if it's, that's what's holding back a woman, especially in an abusive or just toxic relationship, right. 
Oh, don't yeah. do that. Come see us. First consultation is free. And I will give you my honest, uh, my husband and I, we both run the family department. We will give you our honest opinion as to whether we think we have a shot in hell and getting your husband or spouse to pay for your fees. And if so, let's go, let's do it. Like there's no reason you should be in that relationship. Don't let it be because of money. It'll all work itself out at the end. Uh, that's that's powerful right there. That's yeah. really powerful. I have had uh, several cases where the the woman, you know, was really reluctant on going forward because her husband was a millionaire. She had nothing under her name because of the prenups and all that. And uh, you know, I. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of these high asset cases will have prenups, right? Guess what is the one thing you cannot waive in a prenup? No, 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 cannot waive. You cannot waive a couple of things. You cannot waive anything to do with the children in terms of child support. So that if that's in there, it's null and void. So you can't do that. But you cannot waive temporary support or temporary attorney fees. Wow. So even if you have a prenup, he will have to pay you temporary alimony during the pendency of the divorce. And then we're just going to stretch that out for three years. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but he's that too. <laughs> I'm totally joking. God's ethic gods. I'm totally joking. But no, seriously, uh, temporary alimony or support and temporary attorney fees, never waivable, even in a prenup, as long as it's here in Florida. Wow. That's powerful right there. I love that. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, Jen, I'm going to switch it up right now and ask you a question, not about uh, your practice, which obviously you're very passionate about and oh, you really you. know, I, I, I call Jen is on my speed out pretty much on everything <laughs> and anything. Uh, thank God she came into my life. But this is about you. you. You are just like Yvonne said at the beginning of the show, you are the epitome of what it means to be sassy, smart, assertive, strategic, selfless, and young at heart. Well, you're just plain old young, <laughs> so <laughs> just young. But um, you are obviously very uh, smart and compassionate and empathetic. And I want to know, um, at the end of the day, what do you hope your legacy will be? Because if we ask this question of our guests, because I'm so fascinated to hear you know, the journey and then your passion and then really to hear what the end in mind is for you. What's your well, life? You know, that's a, that's a tough one because I feel like legacies is like, you know, when you think of RBG, right? May she rest in peace. Like that to me is like, wow, legacy. And that's just so hard to achieve. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but certainly, you know, in that respect, I'm very humble. But I would say, you know, I really just want to be a motivator to people to really be an example of just that hard work really does pay off. And I know it's so cliche and kind of even boring, but that's really what I, I have done my whole life. I've been working since I was 15. I've, you know, never asked for handouts. More on that, you know, I, I have learned that you do need to ask for help as I get older. I realize that you need to delegate and, and learn to let things go. But otherwise, just uh, really trying to, to really show that, you know, hard work and not giving up and, and staying motivated and persistent and consistent will lead you to your end goal. There's still so much I want to do, Dr. King. I would love to have my own TV show one day. I would love to, um, you know, be able to talk some of the things we're talking about today. I, I actually, this is one of the things I'm going to start. I actually started planning it pre-pandemic and then the pandemic hit was I wanted to start doing like sort of these, these 
conventions, little mini conferences of, you know, maybe like a brunch, brunch and lunch where, you know, brunch and learn where you learn some of these topics that, that women really need to know about. Um, so there's still so much I want to do, but just, just definitely that the hard work does pay off and that you do need to party just as hard as you work. I definitely am, you know, I'm the type of person that I have no shame. I will start singing and dancing in a crowd of strangers. You just really have to live your life freely. And life is, you know, life is what you make it. So um, as far as legacy, that's, you know, I would love to be known as a great attorney and be someone that has helped their clients and that really cared about the people more so than anything else. Because to me, that's my biggest happiness is especially like where it's immigration cases, when you're able to keep someone here that has been in this country for 30, 40 years with their family, like that to me, that, that warms my heart. I could die tomorrow and I'm happy. I'm super happy, you know, like super. Well, it sounds like you're living your legacy already. And, and that is just amazing. A uh, young woman, uh, a powerhouse, uh, I say, and you are living your legacy. Everything you do, it, it shows that, your heart is in it and you're there for the people. So thank you for that. And thank, thank you, you for honoring us with, with being on our show. And of course. Uh, we'd love to partner up with you for more of this because I think women really need to talk about the hard stuff and mm -hmm. uh, not just the, you know, the fun stuff, which we love to do as well, but the hard stuff. And I think you gave us a taste of that today. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that if I ever end up in the courtroom, I want Jennifer on my <laughs> side just so that I don't have to face her on the other side. So with that being Heard said, that Jen, I know, you, <laughs> I know you have a special <laughs> offer for our audience um, that I'd love for you to share and also let everyone know how they can stay connected with you. That's right. So as you ladies mentioned at the beginning, SSL, Stutzelettos and Lipstick, everything you guys, you know, participate in, develop, bring forth, like, it's just amazing to me. I loved it from day one. And I want to just take a quick second to thank you ladies for everything you ladies have done. You don't, I don't know that you know how many women you've moved, you've inspired, you've motivated, me being one of them. Um, from the minute I met you two and I met your organization, I, to this day, I brag about how it is the best quote unquote networking. And I know we hated calling it that, but it was the best networking event ever in my life. And, you know, with the getting laid and when I tell people the stories, they're just like, wow. And where, and where is explain that right now? I, I'm going to have to explain that. Right. So you would walk into the event and you'd get a lay, like a Hawaii lay. And we'd say, you got laid. And then it was a great icebreaker. And to this day, like, I promise you, when I have my brunch event, I'm going to do something like that because it just sets a tone and, and, and just amazing. So thank you, ladies. I could talk on and on about you all forever. Um, and your group was just, you know, your organization just really, really has helped a lot of girls. And we've made true friendships. I'm friends with so many women now on account of, of, of your, the connections I made through SSL. So with that being said, if you are a listener and you call us and you specifically say the code Sassy Life, you must say the code Sassy Life, I will honor my friends and family uh, hourly rate, which is a huge bargain, especially now that my husband is on board. At, on some cases, it could be as much as $400 an hour. With the friends and family rate, it'll be $250 an hour. Nice. So it is a significant um, a significant reduction. Even my hourly rate these days is anywhere between $300 to $350. So I'm willing to lower that to $250, which is the same uh, 
number that we have like straight out of law school. So I'm honoring that. Yeah. I just turned 10 years, 10 years a license. Yes, last week. Yes. So, so according, according to the demographics, I can, I, I can go up even higher, but I'm willing to do that sassy life. That is my offer for today. And so please take advantage of it. And first consultation is always free. So no matter what, the first consultation is going to be free. Um, you can reach us at www.prada, like the handbag that my husband doesn't want to buy me. Prada.law, not to be confused. Uh, hopefully you have print up on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen what those bags cost? Anyway, yes. so it's, it's uh, P like Peter, R like Robert, A like Apple, D like dog, Prada, A like Apple. So www.prada.law. Our phone number is really easy to remember. It's literally toll-free number and it's 888-88-LEGAL. 888-88-LEGAL. Can't forget that. And our website, we also add Instagram and Facebook at Pratt Law. So it says Pratt Law. That's what I, that's, I used to be Pratt Law. I used to be a solo. And we decided to keep the Pratt Law because it's still me. I am Pratt Law. But uh, but obviously, I'm part of Pratt Law, the, the, the new venture that we have going on. Awesome. Um, so that's how they can reach us. 888-88-LEGAL, Sassy Life. That's the code that's going to get you uh, friends and family rate. That's awesome. Thank you so much for offering that to our listeners. And what we're going to do is put all that information plus the list of resources that you uh, sent us uh, all on the show notes. So everyone, if Perfect. you did not get that, we will put that on the show notes so that you'll have that. Um, all right, so this has been an amazing program. Thank you so much, John. And it is time now to do the attitude. So everybody whip it out. Whip, whip, whip. The show always putting on our lipstick attitude, ladies. Mm. Let's put on our lipstick attitude. It is our war paint. It is what we put on to go out there and face the world. It symbolizes resiliency, strength, and courage. Um, let's face it, life is going to throw us a lot of monkey wrenches, but if you put on your lipstick attitude, your mindset will be of a thriver, not just doing life by yourself. This is your strength. This is your armor. So no matter what, ladies, put on your lipstick attitude, no matter what, you can do this. Thanks again, everyone, for listening and watching. We love doing these programs. Jen, I can't tell you how much I love spending this morning with you. And Absolutely. I can't wait to hug you and see you again. So you take care. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.